Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today for our Bible study and reflection on January 18th, 2023. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we are grateful for your incredible sacrifice so that we might have freedom and life. Forgive us when we don't thank you enough for who you are, for all that you do, for all that you've given us. Help us to set our eyes and hearts on you and your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us to dwell more on our blessings and less on those things that are bothersome to us. We ask this in the name of Christ, our Savior. Amen. So, we all have highs and lows every single day. You know what I'm talking about, the good things and the bad things that life tosses at us. What we do with those highs and lows affects how we physically feel, mentally feel, as well as our spiritual health. I'd like to read to you a short story written by Eve Turek, titled, The Gratitude List. Eve begins her story with a quote by Will Arnett, and I quote, I am happy because I'm grateful. I choose to be grateful. That gratitude allows me to be happy, end quote. And this comes from a book written by Amy Newmark titled Chicken Soup for the Soul, Attitude of Gratitude. And it's 101 stories about counting your blessings and the power of thankfulness. Here is Eve's story. And this is written from her perspective. I nearly dropped the phone. Instead of listening to my daily litany of grief and upset, my friend had suggested I try practicing more gratitude. Huh, hadn't she heard what I said? Her next few words literally changed my life. You already know all that is going wrong in your family life right now, she said. I promise you, there is still beauty around you that you never notice. Doing a nightly gratitude list will help you find that beauty again. She told me to get a small notebook, the kind used for writing grocery lists or daily tasks, Number each page from 1 to 10, she said, and write down 10 things you are grateful for. She also warned me that I might have difficulty finding 10 in a single day at first. Just keep at it, she said. I trusted my friend enough to know she spoke from compassion and love. The family I had married into had been rocked by the recent death of my husband's older sister. Rather than bringing the extended family together, her death just drove them further apart. Many nights, my phone rang more than once, with different family members offering different versions of their latest upset. Each nightly call seemed angrier than the last, and many demanded I provide a solution. Each morning, I called my friend, telling her the latest bad news and she'd always listened patiently until this particular morning when she gave me her gratitude advice. 
I had exactly the sort of notebook she described, so that evening, right before bed, I sat in the bed bathroom, numbered the first page, and tried to recall ten things I could honestly be thankful for. She was right. It was hard at first. I was actually ashamed to run out of blessings halfway through. The next night, I had to start over and list ten more. My first notebook has more gaps between dates than it does daily entries. My friend's counsel to focus on each day's lived experience gave me a framework to use. Rather than list by rote, big-ticket items like a roof over my head or my husband's love, I began to search for small, specific pleasures I had scarcely noticed. Early lists included such blessings as a taste of cranberry juice, a bird feather found, a grandson's hug, my husband's early morning smile, and a cool breeze on a hot August day. I recalled that my mother would mark special days every year on her kitchen calendar. The first daffodil, the first robin. Robins are year-round birds here, but the spring's first ladybug made a later list, as did the annual emergence of sea oats on the coastal dunes where I live. Looking for gratitude list items became a quest that took me through the hours of each day as I wondered. What will I find to give thanks for tonight? More than 17 years have passed since my first gratitude list. I still sit quietly for a few minutes in the bathroom right before bed and write out my daily blessings in a little notebook. Living through the COVID-19 pandemic, I've had plenty to worry about. My health, the health of my family, business, and community. Every time I felt overwhelmed by all I had no control over, my gratitude list grounded me. It readied me for sleep and the next day's challenges by shifting my focus again to nature's beauty and bounty. To date, each entry and start, I date each entry and start my list with these simple words. Tonight, I am grateful. Gratitude brings me joy and hope. Sometimes my list chronicle what I have received from others or from nature. I have learned to say thank you in the moment, which helps me remember the experiences and encounters that make up my list later. I re-experience these joys every night when I pause to write down my thanks. On other days, my list outlined what I have been blessed to share with others. Just this week, my list included safe travels for a dear friend, a beach walk at first light, a serendipitous heart shape in the curl of a breaking wave, and a young deer with extremely large ears and eyes peering at me through the grasses on the dunes. Many nights as I am writing out my thanks, I can sense God saying, You're welcome and wait until you see what's in store tomorrow. Tonight, my list will include the chance to share this reflection for possible publication, knowing that someone who reads it may be inspired to start gratitude list of their own. All right, that was a wonderful little story, and the book was shared with me by my pastor, Tony Metz, and I'm so glad he shared that with me. 
And now you may be wondering or thinking about the fact that, you know, Arthur sure does offer a lot of suggestions in this podcast. I wonder if he actually follows through on any of these. The answer is yes, and it is a continuous challenge for me to live out my own words and suggestions. A close friend of mine shared this book, as I mentioned, and I added it to my Kindle collection on January 4th of this year. Well, I immediately started a gratitude journal, and on the 4th, I I listed 11 things I was grateful for that day. On January 5th, I listed four things. And then on January 16th, I listed three things. Yes, you might have noticed there was a gap there of almost two weeks between my journal entries. But I have resumed them and hopefully will make a habit of it going forward. I will tell you from personal experience that it does make a difference in a positive way. It doesn't totally mute all of the negative events in my life but it certainly does lower the volume so it does not consume as much of my attention as it used to. Now, researchers say that as little as five minutes a day for 10 weeks, there was a study done that participants felt happier and more enthusiastic and optimistic towards life when they kept a gratitude journal. According to the scale used in some studies to calculate well-being, participants who practiced gratitude were a full 25% happier than other participants. Gratitude journals and other gratitude practices often seem so simple and basic. We often have people keep gratitude journals for just three weeks, and yet the results have been overwhelming. We've studied more than 1,000 people from ages 8 to 80 and found that people who practice gratitude consistently report a host of benefits. And I'm going to name some of those. Stronger immune systems, less bothered by aches and pains, lower blood pressure. Exercise more and take better care of their health. Sleep longer and feel more refreshed upon waking. They have higher levels of positive emotions. They're more alert, alive, and awake. They experience more joy and pleasure and more optimism and happiness. And socially, they're more helpful, generous, and compassionate, more forgiving, more outgoing, and feel less lonely and isolated. So the social benefits are especially significant here Because after all, gratitude is a social emotion. I see it as a relationship-strengthening emotion because it requires us to see how we've been supported and affirmed by other people. Let's look at some examples of how Jesus expressed gratitude to his disciples and other followers through saying thanks to his Heavenly Father. I would imagine Jesus lived in a constant state of gratitude to God. He was always quick to point out to his followers that he could only do what he did because of his relationship with God. In the book of Luke, there's an account of Jesus sending out 72 additional apostles in pairs of two to share the good news of the gospel. Here he shows his gratitude to his Father in heaven for the fulfillment 
of the prophecy in the book of Isaiah that was over 650 years old. Our reading comes from Luke chapter 10, verse 21. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. And I want to point out the word praise when I did a word search on that, a little word study. Praise means gratitude. And here's just a little bit of Bible commentary by a Bible teacher named James Early on the passage I just read. It said, the hearts of the childlike folks were ready. They knew they needed something beyond themselves. They knew they needed God. They took to heart the teachings of Jesus and saw his healing words. It convinced them that the hillside preacher from Nazareth was not just some ordinary guy out to tell a few good stories and promote his own agenda. They began to hope and glimpse that he was the fulfillment of their deepest longings for the Messiah to come. But the wise and clever were not ready for the message. They were like the people whom God rebukes because they trust in their own wisdom. Your wisdom and your knowledge led you astray. And the reference here back to the Old Testament is in the book of Isaiah, chapter 47, verse 10. You have trusted in your wickedness and have said, no one sees me. Your wisdom and knowledge mislead you when you say to yourself, I am and there is none besides me. Well, and of course, Jesus was thankful at the feeding of the 5,000. Matthew, Mark, and John all record the fact that Jesus gave thanks. Matthew chapter 15, verse 36. Then he, Jesus, took the seven loaves and the fish, and when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. And in Mark chapter 8, verse 6, he told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people, and they did so. And the final reading on this is from John chapter 6, verse 11. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Sometimes I ask myself, what would I have done? Ask yourself, what would you have done if you were in the same situation that Jesus was that day he fed to 5,000? Would I have trusted God to provide or would I have complained to him because he had gotten me into one heck of a mess with 5,000 hungry, soon-to-be angry people as the sun was going down and their stomachs were growling? Or... Would I have been trusting enough and grateful enough to say thank you to God for the fish and the loaves and turned into enough to feed 5,000 with plenty left over? Something to ponder. You might say, well, you know, that was Jesus and that was 2,000 years ago. And how can I have an attitude of gratitude now just because of what he did? You know, 
It's a fair question, and it, it's, it's because in and through the Holy Spirit that Christ abides in us, we now have the mind of Christ. As evidence in the reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. 4. Who has known the mind of the Lord so, to, so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You know, we all have highs and lows in our lives every day. What we dwell on is up to us. I guess it really boils down to this. We do have the ability to be grateful. We have the capability of being grateful. But are we willing to be grateful? The choice is ours. And it will take practice. And I will be the first to admit, I've got a lot of practice ahead of me. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings you have bestowed on our lives. You have provided us with more than we could ever have imagined. You have surrounded us with people who look out for us. You have given us family and friends who bless us every day with kind words and actions. Help us to be ever mindful and grateful for every blessing that flows from you. We give you thanks in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And now go in peace and serve the Lord.